Welcome to Theology Thursday, an ecumenical space for students to discuss matters of faith and theology. I'm your host, Connor Grubbs. I am your co-host, Ryan Mock. And I'm your co-co-host, Johnny Grubbs. Guys, welcome to another week of Theology Thursday. This week is going to be a little bit different, as this week we're just here for a quick intro, and then we're going to get into an interview that I did with Saul Pitchon, who is the Vice President of Church and Community Partnerships at New Life Solutions, which is a uh, pro-life ministry, and they are pro-life in every sense of the word. It's a really holistic ministry in their approach. They're not just anti-abortion. They are pro-life. They have... um, uh, living quarters for single mothers they have counseling for uh, post-abortive parents they have pregnancy centers for mothers who decide to keep their babies um and and so much more that they do they um have programs in the schools for middle school and high school students about abstinence and and it's branched out into even more than that education on all sorts of things um not just about sex but about drugs and other things just kind of teaching kids you know what they're getting into when it comes to that so really incredible how you know there are some christians who are strictly anti-abortion okay and 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 some of these people aren't even christians there's some people that they are anti-abortion but they are not pro-life what i mean by that is there are people who stand out in front of abortion clinics and throw fake fake blood on people who are walking by and carry obscene signs but they could care less about what happens to those people after Either they abort or keep their baby. Mm-hmm. No matter what decision they make, they could care less what happens after. New Life Solutions isn't like that. These are Christians who have stepped up to the call of being pro-life in every sense of the word. And and I, I just say that to say that just because you're anti-abortion doesn't mean you're pro-life. Pro-life means about caring about every life um, from the beginning to the end. And that means that as a church, we're responsible to step up for single mothers, for the parents who decide to keep their children, um, and and be there for them. Because a lot of the reasons you hear about abortions happening has to do with finances or, um, you know, not feeling like they can keep uh, the children. Well, let's help them with those mm-hmm. parts. You mm-hmm. know, and 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 th- there's a completely free, you know. Uh, a pregnancy center with professional nurses and doctors that mothers can go to they don't have to pay for. There's adoption agencies. There's all these incredible things that are happening. Um, and by the way, there's people that we've had on the podcast before, like Scott Mahirin, who uh, does Florida Preborn Rescue. He does sidewalk counseling. He is out in front of the abortion clinics with volunteers, but he's not yelling at anybody. He's praying, and he's telling people, hey, if if you want to keep your baby here, here are options, right? Here, it, he'll tell them statistics and facts if they want to talk about it, but his main thing is like is, is just saying, hey, there are options. You don't have to do this, but it's peaceful and it's loving. And I think a lot of people who are pro-choice um, have thrown all Christians in this one basket of being these kind of um, extremist, anti-abortion people who really aren't loving, who aren't compassionate. And it's really sad. Um, you know, people have, we've said before, we really don't like to get political. We did a little bit on the last episode, but that's because people asked us a very specific question. Um, and uh, we, we still, you know, we, we, we tread those waters very carefully. That's not our goal. This isn't a political issue. This is a kingdom issue, and it needs to be talked about. And we've taken a very clear stance on it from the beginning of our show, and we will continue to take a clear stance on it. So I just say all that to state where we are, um, 
but uh, it'll. I think you'll really enjoy this interview with Saul. He's really sharp, and for those of you on YouTube, you're only going to hear the audio. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get video of this interview, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the episode this week. Nice. Any any thoughts? Anything y'all want to add to that? I mean, I won't get into the nitty gritty because, like you said, we discussed it on on the podcast recently. And and my whole point was that it shouldn't be a political issue. It should be a life on life issue. It should be a discipleship issue. And we got to quit tying it solely to a ballot. And I'm not just talking about the presidential ballot. I'm talking about any ballot. It's it's tied to what we actionably do. Right. You yeah. know. And so I think that that's really important. There are two things I learned in Ireland. One. Uh, we used to do these things. We call them. We try to gen- make it more generic. We call them healthy relationships workshops. I think it's interesting that they've gotten in to do sex mm-hmm. ed and stuff like that. Obviously, because we were explicitly Christian, we had to be careful about that. Even though some of the schools were Catholic, we had to kind of navigate and be like more neutral. Sure. But you'd be surprised in we, we of course would push even to marriage and, and faithfulness in marriage and, and right. abstinence until exactly. marriage but even even abstinence until you, you know that you're in a committed relationship and stuff like that how far that education goes in reducing the number of abortions is is amazing and then I also discovered that Douglas Gresham who who lives part time in Ireland C.S. Lewis's stepson when he wanted to do something about pro-life he thought he was going to do stuff like um, you know the outside the abortion clinics right. and stuff like that, but he realized one of the greatest needs was for moms who made the choice who who immediately regret it. And nine right. times out of ten, that happens. There's always almost always mental health ramifications for these women, yeah. and they think that the church isn't going to welcome them after that. And that was Douglas Gresham's you know, thing, and so he yeah. started a huge uh, post-abortion counseling, and that's all they do. It's huge. They're yeah. Christians who say, "Hey." Come to a safe place. Right. And, and, and that's grace. That's love. That's no, what we It's need. so important. And if you go on New Life Solutions website, you'll see they have several different ministries. And that's one of them. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Um, and, and I think really the main point that you were getting at, the first thing you said is, um, I, I think a lot of Christians have uh, minimized this issue to just voting. That yeah, if, if I vote a certain way... That means I'm pro-life. This is about a lot more than that. Um, this has to be really a part of our everyday lives. Um, and the things you're about to hear, I assume, are the things that are going to actually make a difference. Yeah. Not, and, and, and not the you pull. You're going to hear practical ways that you can be a part of it. Right. So um, really tune into this episode and, and, and kind of, you know, focus in on what's, what's happening because it's pretty exciting. And the fact that you can be a part of it, especially if you're here in Pinellas County locally. But Saul mentions that there's globally things that are happening you know tied with new life solutions so ryan any thoughts agree with everything that's been said if you think that being pro-life is just about who you vote for then then you need to get to work because yeah yeah we pro-life it needs to be a lifestyle it needs to be a a holistic look at the end of the day it's about loving people where they're at and um and and preaching and, and teaching and affirming the value of life so um, I'm super excited for this interview. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, there'll be a short break, and then we'll get into the interview with Saul. Yeah. Uh, I'm here with Saul Pitchon over video call. It's a strange time. Just been a weird year. A lot of this going on, but I'm thankful for the technology that exists that allows us to do that. Saul is the Director of Church and Community Partnerships at New Life Solutions. Um, you've been on the podcast before, although it's been yep. a while. Um, 
And, you know, this is Theology Thursday. Typically what we do is take questions from students, um, whether that be teenagers, college students, or 50-year-olds who just want to learn more about the Bible, just like us. And um, we're students too, but we just want to take this journey together in community. And, uh, but every once in a while, we do an interview, um, and, uh, you know, some people say, oh, this isn't a theological issue, this is a political issue, and I couldn't disagree more. Um, at the end of the day, the reason I'm pro-life is because God's pro-life, um, and uh, we have taken a very clear stance on this um, since the podcast has started. Um, in fact, there has only been two repeat guests. Uh, you're the second one today, and uh, they're both pro-life advocates. Uh, so we always um, try to share and equip our listeners with uh, how, how do we address these issues with friends, family, coworkers. Because uh, it's a it's a very uh, emotional topic for both sides, um, and finding a way to communicate that best is is very important. Now, I encourage you if you haven't listened to the last episode, the link is going to be in the description for this one. Go check it out. Uh, we also had Charles DeMarco in for that conversation, and it was great. But if you're new, this is your first time hearing it. So, if you could just share very briefly what New Life Solutions is. Yeah, uh, New Life Solutions is really a, a family of ministries that um, is a life-affirming family of ministries that teams up with the church and the Christian community with a focus on um, um, sharing the gospel and um, uh, reaching the unborn, protecting the unborn, and transforming our community one life at a time. And uh, there the focus is on saving souls, saving babies, and reaching teens and transforming lives through the, the, the Tampa Bay area. So that's a succinct overview of who we are. And over the years, there's been over 10,000 innocent children that have been saved and rescued from abortion, nearly 9,000 professions of faith. And uh, we have spoken to it's, it's getting close to 200,000 uh, students in our schools, public schools and private schools, to help them um, choose um, wait, to wait until marriage and to help lower teen pregnancies and STDs. And we do abortion recovery as well for all those women and men who have had abortions in their past. So it's a, it's a very comprehensive approach to the pro-life movement. Yes. It, it's certainly a holistic ministry, and that's one of the reasons I love supporting New Life Solutions. And and uh, there's a lot of Christians who are anti-abortion, but not necessarily pro-life. Um, they are uh, very adamantly anti-abortion, but are failing to love people where they're at and, and care about the life of both the mother and the child from beginning to end. Um, and so uh, I love the fact that, like you said, it's a family of ministries uh, really covering everything. And it's just truly incredible what y'all are doing. Um, so the website's there in the link and also this other episode. If you guys want to go learn right. more about New Life Solutions, they talked a lot more in depth about that on the previous episode. Um, so we're in the middle of 40 Days for Life. That's one of the yeah. reasons that we're having you on right now. But also... Um, it's an election year, so tensions are high. There's a lot of conversations going on right now, and 
Uh, why don't you just kind of give us a little update on the pro-life movement and what's been happening in 2020? What are some victories we've experienced? What are some challenges we've experienced? And what should people be thinking about and praying about um, during this election season? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, one of the, the greatest things is earlier this year, uh, there was the parental consent bill that finally passed that Governor DeSantos um, signed, uh, and, and that is to protect that unborn child uh, and to uh, a, a young woman under 18 would have to get their parents to consent to have that abortion. And uh, that gets the parents much more involved. You're going to see less, quote, abortions and uh, more unity within the family. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, a time of danger, you know, a crisis is is a time of danger or it's a time of opportunity. And the the danger, of course, is um, that child um, being aborted. The opportunity is for the parents to come alongside their their daughter or that, that young couple and and say, look, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll be a support for you. And that's what they're looking for, Connor. A lot of these women will abort their child because they don't feel they have the support of their family and, and the culture. The culture says yeah. it's okay. It's no big thing. Well, it is. Scripture is very, very clear. Deuteronomy says choose life so you and your, and your legacy, you and your, your family line will, will live and prosper. And in Proverbs, it, it, it's in both Proverbs 24:11 as well as in Proverbs 31:8, it says, "Be the voice for the voiceless, yeah. and see that they get justice." So God's a love of, He's God is a, a a God of love and justice. There's that that real balance, that real combination. So there's been, so that that uh, consent, parental consent, has been a big plus um, for our state. Uh, there's uh, there's others. There's still more bills um, that are coming uh, in the near future. We're fortunate that the state of Florida has um, leaders that are are much more friendly. They're more pro-life than a lot of other states. Yeah. And so you know you get that from the governor. You get that from um, from the um, uh, other offices. Those who in the republic in the um, legislature here in our state of Florida. Um, we still have our uh, adversaries, but we're very blessed to have um, uh, Rick Scott, who is now the senator, and, and being very pro-life and being our voice up in Congress. So those are, you know, those are some of the things. The, the, the main focus, when you look at the platforms, obviously between the Democrats and the Republicans, and, you, and there's so many... Christians who say, well, I don't want to get involved in politics, kind of like, you know, what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Well, um, if you don't vote the right people in, you are not going to uh, provide safety and freedom for our people in this nation. So I always like to think, instead of putting the Democratic Party down, I like to build up the Republican Party. And what are we about? We're pro-abundant life. We're pro-marriage, we're pro-family, we're pro-constitution, we're pro-first responders, we're pro-Second Amendment, we're pro-Israel. And there Mm -hmm. can be some more pros, but that's who we are, and it's a biblical worldview compared to a a secular worldview. 
And that's what we're all about there at New Life Solutions and all, all the pregnancy centers. We're just, we're more cutting edge. We're, we're out there. We'll take a stand for righteousness, Connor. You know that. Yeah. We take a stand for righteousness. We take a stand for life. We take a stand for marriage yeah. and wholeness. And then there we out. There we're, we're out there in the community through our More to Life program called Prevention. You know, it's preventing teen pregnancies and STDs going into the schools. Intervention is our four medical clinics that we have two over in, in, in the Hillsborough County, two over here in Pinellas County, where we give out those the free pregnancy test, free, sonic, uh, free sonograms, the uh, free STD testing, free wi uh, women's health care. Everything's free, but it's got to be medical yeah. in order to attract the at-risk teenagers and at-risk women who will come in for us to, to minister to them and love on them. But if we didn't provide those medical services, Connor, we wouldn't see near as many. And it's very expensive to have nurses at each one of our locations, and we have a nurse manager. And then, of course, you know, um, that's intervention, and um, uh, the, other, the other part is restoration. Yeah. And again, that's uh, Passages of Hope that Susan oversees, and she's a licensed clinical social worker, and she oversees that outreach for women, and I've trained men to do um, uh, support groups for post-abortive men, and we do them for post-abortive women. And so, there, we're, again, we're very, very focused, and we do meet uh, and talk with our legislators. We learn that from CareNet. So don't just sit there, pregnancy centers. Get out in the community. Talk to your uh, elected officials. Make sure that they understand, they, they keep them up to speed on what's happening in the, quote, pro-life slash abortion arena. And that we've got 10 abortion clinics in the Tampa Bay area. Connor, that's disgusting. One closed down recently. That's, that's a plus. But the enemy, it's like, it's like David and Goliath. You know, yeah. we're the Davids. But uh, scripture says we win in the end. Yeah. So do not grow weary in well-doing. That's like one of our favorite scriptures. Because we're out there on the front lines. We are definitely front lines. And you know what's so nice is we work with... 40 Days for Life, we love that organization. We've had both of the, the, the leaders there, um, David uh, B. Wright and Sean, uh, have been speakers at our uh, benefit dinners in the past. So we work with national level organizations. We, we work with CareNet, we work with Heartbeat, we work with Focus on a Family, and we work with, uh, with 40 Days for Life. So we uh, Connor, when we look at ourselves, we look at ourselves. New Life Solutions is a national organization that's housed in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. That's who we are. And so we have people from different parts of the country fly in, and we show them how to raise money through the Walk for Life. We've got the largest Walk for Life in the country. And they fly in, and, um, and they look at what we're doing in client services with the at-risk women that we see, and the importance of hiring um, uh, RNs to have them on staff in order to bring in these at-risk women. And the third thing is we try to um, establish a one of our clinics near an abortion clinic. And we thank our, our, our donors and our 
uh, amazing board of directors, visionary board of directors, and a, um, an incredible uh, committed uh, staff that's well-trained and, uh, and licensed people that are there uh, standing in the gap uh, for these innocent, innocent children. I always like to say that we're, we're, we're there advocating, advocating for the mom and intervening for the child. And that's, that's our focus. So we have to be very intentional. And we are, and you can tell by my excitement, that <laughs> passion, that this is where God's called us. And, um, and just really challenge your listeners uh, to not only support us, but support if they've got a pregnancy center that's nearby them. Mm-hmm. Support that center. Support it. And, um, and together, we can change this, um, this, this whole blight on our nation and make uh, abortion unthinkable. But we've got to do it, and it's the only way you can do it is through unity and through prayer. I love everything you're sharing there, and, and we do have some incredible things going on locally, obviously with New Life Solutions and another ministry we've um, come behind on this podcast before is Florida Preborn Rescue. We've interviewed Scott yes. here in multiple good times. friends. Scott's a good man. So those links are all in the description, guys. Volunteer, give, just see what is God asking you to do, but I would challenge you that as a Christian, you don't really have an option. Uh, we, we need to be pro-life and we need to put action to our words. So Amen. Um, Amen. thank you so much for sharing about all of that. Um, and then also uh, when we ran into each other uh, the other day, uh, you mentioned the fact uh, there's a lot that you've uh, that's been going on in your life personally since the last time that we had you on the podcast. So um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, why, why don't you share a little bit about okay. what God's brought you through and, and what God's uh, been doing in your life? Yeah. Well, I tell you, since you and I had uh, spoken, gosh, probably a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I was up in Alaska. And um, uh, I was up there actually about three years ago. I was up in Alaska speaking at the Wasilla Pregnancy Center uh, banquet. And I met these two wonderful guys. Uh, one of them was, uh, was on a board of directors and retired radiologist, and the other gentleman uh, was a donor of the pregnancy center up there, and uh, he had a plane. He has, has a plane. And so we went flying, you know, and we had such a great time. I said, I'll be back in two years because I was going to speak again out on the West Coast. And so I went out there, and we were going to just spend a lot of time uh, flying and talking and praying. And uh, the second day I was there, uh, we went up in the plane. And uh, it was Scott, the pilot, and Bill, the retired radiologist and board member, and myself. And um, it was a pontoon plane, um, a very nice plane, a four-seater. And we went to land on the water. And uh, I was in the back seat on a beautiful sunny day, and I'm watching us getting ready to land on the water. And then the next thing I remember is I felt like I was, it was like a dreamer in a fog, and I felt like I was being thrown around. And what happened is when we hit the water, the plane flipped. Mm. And when it flips that fast, we were all knocked unconscious. Mm. And, and I remember, I don't know how long I was out, but I just remember waking up because the water's 50 degrees, okay? Mm. 50 degrees. And, and it woke me up and, and, uh, and Scott. And, uh, uh, and all I remember is I took a breath or two, Connor, and then I had to stop breathing because the water was just flooding in. 
And I looked up, and I saw this bright light, and it was the sunlight kind of reflecting off the wing. And I said, Lord, please. Now, I'm holding my breath. I said, please, give me enough air to, to get me to that, to that light. And fortunately, I did. And I didn't realize that I was, I was kind of swimming uh, right where the pilot seat was through his window and up. And he was out, and he pulled me up. And when he pulled me up, he said, he said uh, Bill didn't make it. Bill didn't make it. And Bill drowned. But we were, were praying that he, he, he was knocked unconscious and never came to. But, um, but then there were so many miracles. The, the plane, it didn't, it didn't sink. Um, we didn't drown. Uh, the pilot, Scott, had, had a waterproof phone. I think it was a Samsung. And he called 911. A, a fishing boat came over about an hour later. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and then the Coast Guard came. Now, in this process, when he pulled me up, I, I just took some steps to go over to the pontoon to rest, you know, just kind of, and I, I, I noticed that I was hardly breathing. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And um, I didn't know that I had crushed almost every, every one of my ribs, and um, I had water and blood in my lung, and um, one of my vertebrae, part of another, was just turned into dust. And so, long story short, they flew us to this wonderful Catholic hospital in Anchorage, Alaska, that had crosses in every room, mm. so God knew. Yeah. And, uh, and it was a number one trauma hospital in Alaska. And so, the people there, the nurses, um, female and male nurses, they knew what they were doing, because they, they do a lot of trauma up there. Wow. So, they, they fused six of my vertebrae, six of my vertebrae, put in two seven-inch rods in my back. And uh, that put me out of commission for months. Um, had to walk again, but here we are, a year and a half later. I'm walking. Gave and tell I was in an accident, you know. And um, God uses adversity and suffering and uh, pruning to grow our faith. Yeah. And to draw closer to Him. And so that's the lesson I got out of that. And um, it was it was quite a, a an you know, a traumatic event, um, but God always makes uh, something so much better out of out of something that Satan would love to uh, to do and drive us away from the Lord. Yeah, that's incredible, and I, I appreciate you sharing about that. I, I know that um, probably most, if not all, of our listeners have gone through something. It may not have been yeah. a plain crash but they've been through something and um yeah. uh and whether that's recent or that was you know much uh earlier in their lives the fact is yeah. um i don't know how you get through something like that without god um it, yeah um and i think uh you have to have faith in those times and it can be hard it can be really difficult um, but yeah. I, I thank you for sharing that because you just gave several examples of how God showed up even in the midst of that. Um, and so God, God actually, you look at the life of Jesus, he identifies with us in our suffering. He doesn't have to, but he chooses to identify with us in our suffering. And uh, that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, um, amen. In Isaiah, it talks about, I'll be, with you, I'll be with you through the floods, through the fire, through all that promises to be with us 
if he calls his home like he did with Bill, then boy, Bill, <laughs> Bill's home. He's in total joy, total peace. And with Scott and I, um, we're both, because yeah, he helped me get out of the water. So the, right. yeah, Scott helped save me. You know, I don't know if I could have gone any any much more, uh, you know, further. But um, but the Lord will use so many different things, so many different ways to uh, help us grow in our faith. And I did want, before we run out of time, I did want to share that um, our celebrate our celebrate life annual um, benefit dinners coming up. And this year, this year, uh, in 2020, we're doing virtual. So. Um, it's going to be November, uh, November seventh that evening, and so if there's anyone listening who'd like to be a part of that, uh, just to let us know. And um, our website is is um, newlifesolutions.org. Absolutely. Well, uh, I encourage, yeah, I encourage anybody listening uh, to be a part about uh, part of that. And the good news is that because it's virtual. Uh, even if yep. you're outside of the Tampa Bay area, you can come be a Absolutely. part of it. So We do. We have people from other states already signed up. We love it. And, uh, you know, so I thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, we have a much bigger audience than we had last time uh, you came on and talked. We were going between 50 and 100 people to now between 800 and 1,000 people every week. Um, great. listening to what's happening so God's God's been blessing it and uh, we're going to continue to take a stand for life and um, and uh, it, it's it's one of those issues that the reason that we're so vocal about it here on the podcast is we we try to be fair when people ask a question and it's maybe a gray area in scripture where there's a few different interpretations we try to be fair and show every interpretation and say okay here's here's what different people teach um, and here's some resources to dig on it further so you can make a conclusion. We don't want to make the conclusions for you. But this is one yeah. of those issues where there's no gray area. Um, yeah. We know the truth, okay. and, uh, and we're going to make sure that um, our listeners are able to hear it. So I thank you so much for your time today. Um, My yeah. pleasure. Thank you, Connor. God bless you. Absolutely. God bless you. As always, thank you for listening to Theology Thursday. You can find old episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, YouTube, and Podbean. You can send questions that you want us to answer on the show to theologythursdaypodcast at gmail.com, and you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. We hope to have you back next Thursday.